Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers! I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Grown-ups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Cupid's Big Prank. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Their name is Cupid. And yes, this is a Valentine's Day story. How'd you guess? I've told you about Cupid before. About how they used to feel pretty nervous about making new friends in freshwater. And about how they helped their mom, Aphrodite, when she was feeling down. But this is a different kind of story. Because as much as everyone thinks of Cupid as being about all things love and friendship, Cupid has a little bit of a mischievous side. And right around this time last year, they pulled a massive prank on everyone in Freshwater. If you haven't been to Freshwater around Valentine's Day, I highly recommend you come visit. The whole town gets into it. Decorations fill shop windows, Students make handcrafted cards for their friends, and the air is thick with the scent of cocoa and sugar. It's a good chance for the folks of Freshwater to show their love and appreciation for one another. And Cupid usually assists with those efforts. They'll help someone craft the perfect poem, bake the most delicious cookies, 
or write the most beautiful song all about love. But last year, Cupid took a slightly different approach. You see, they have magical arrows in their quiver that when pointed at someone, can make that person instantly become friends with someone else. They also have a few other arrows, tipped in lead, that are not so nice. These arrows make someone instantly become an enemy. Normally, Cupid doesn't use either of those arrows on anyone. They don't like using magic to make anyone become friends or enemies, and would rather people exercise their own choice and free will, and help them along their way if they need to. Frankly, I think Cupid must have been feeling a little bored, or maybe burnt out. They have a lot of work around this time of year, and maybe they were just feeling the need to let off a little steam. Either way, it was the day before Valentine's Day, and it seemed like every single person in Freshwater was out and about, finishing up their plans for the big day. I was on my way to the bookshop to get a book of poems for my wife, when from the corner of my eye, I spotted Cupid behind a tree. It seemed almost like they were hiding from me. Hi, Cupid. What are you doing? I asked. Oh, oh, nothing. Nothing at all, said Cupid as they flashed a cheeky smile. But then I saw a wild sight. Ernie's the freshwater mail person running as fast as they could away from the center of town. And if you know anything about Hermes, you know that that's pretty fast. Get away from me, Hermes cried, practically a blur. To my surprise, Paula Bunyan came around the corner, running after Hermes. Come back! I just want to be your friend! She yelled after Hermes. Her strides were long, but not long or fast enough to catch up to Hermes. I turned back to Cupid who was wiping tears of laughter away from their eyes. I couldn't figure out what was so funny. Hermes and Paula Bunyan were always nice to each other, so this behavior from both of them was kind of weird. Then my dog Sherlock ran past me, barking big stay away from me style barks. Sherlock usually roams freshwater looking for snacks and pets, but the speed at which he was running was definitely unusual. As it turns out, the dog was followed by Cat and Boots, who cried out, Wait! Cats and dogs can be friends! I promise! I looked at Cupid, who was laughing so hard they could barely speak. Through fits of giggles, they told me what was going on. I pointed my golden arrows at half the town and my lead arrows at the other half. Everyone wants to be friends with someone who wants nothing to do with them. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? I didn't think that was funny at all. Cupid noticed my frown. Oh, Rebecca, lighten up. It was just a bit of fun. I can undo all of it easily. See? Cupid slung their quiver of arrows from their back and pulled out a shimmering arrow that looked a little different from the others. It's the only one of its kind. All I have to do is point this special arrow at 
everyone. And just then, Sherlock came bounding back and ran right into Cupid. Cupid fell to the ground, and the shimmering arrow flew high up into the air. I watched it spin around and around before it came crashing back down to the ground, splintering into pieces like glass. Cupid looked stunned. Oh no, they said, frantically picking up the pieces of the splintered arrow. Oh no, oh no, oh no. The arrow was broken beyond repair. But didn't Cupid just say it was the only one of its kind? How were they going to undo the trouble they caused? Don't worry, Rebecca. I'll think of something. Cupid leapt to their feet and flew away. I continued walking towards the bookshop in the center of town, but it didn't take long before I noticed that something was a little different. Everywhere I looked, people were hugging and talking and laughing like they hadn't seen each other in years. I noticed that everyone was gathering in the town square. I took a step closer and could pick out pieces of the conversations. I know, we just saw each other, but I missed you so much. Oh, you're my best friend in the world. Spend every second of every single day hanging out. Cupid popped up next to me with a smile. See, Rebecca, I fixed it. I just pointed my golden arrow at everyone. And now they are all friends again. It didn't look fixed to me. Don't get me wrong. People in Freshwater are friendly, but this was next level. Everyone almost seemed trapped in the town square, unable to go anywhere because they had to tell every single person how much they loved them. The murmur of the crowd grew into a frenzy. Cupid saw it too. Their eyes grew wide. Okay, maybe I took it a little too far, they admitted. But don't worry, I can fix it. I'll just point my lead-tipped arrow at everyone and... Cupid took their lead arrow out from their quiver and waved it over the crowd. In an instant, everything changed. The hugs and laughter turned into scowls and shouts. I've seen way too much of you. Go away. My best friend, more like my worst enemy. I never want to see you ever again. I crossed my arms and looked at Cupid. Okay, that's not quite it either, said Cupid, scratching their head. But I've got this. I'll just... Oh, no. The crowd had grown so angry and hateful of one another that they had begun to separate in every direction, leaving the town square as fast as they could. Even if Cupid could fix the problem with the wave of an arrow, it was going to be hard to track everyone down. I could see Cupid beginning to panic. Valentine's Day was tomorrow. What if they couldn't fix this in time? That's when I had an idea, and it didn't involve any magical arrows. All we had to do was bring everyone back to the town square, and I could take it from there. It took a few hours and lots of convincing, but soon we had gathered everyone under Cupid's spell, back into the center of town. I stood up on a bench so everyone could see me. All right, everyone, I said loudly. I know you're not feeling the most friendly at the moment, 
but I want you to stand up on this bench and share something that you love about yourself. That's it. Who wants to go first? The crowd was silent, scowling and grumpy. But then Sasquatch stepped forward from the crowd and stepped up onto the bench. I like how creative I am, I guess, Sasquatch said. The crowd gave a small but appreciative murmur. Sasquatch was really good at upcycling. That's great, I said. Who's next? Dr. Franny K. Stein stepped up. I love that I use science to make my inventions, she proclaimed proudly. I saw some smiles in the crowd. After all, that was pretty cool. One by one, people stepped forward, sharing a little bit about what they loved about themselves with the crowd. And bit by bit, the crowd began to grow less angry and more friendly. Cupid nudged me. Rebecca, how are you doing this? They whispered. The answer was simple. You don't need magical arrows to make friends or enemies when you are yourself and you love yourself and you get to share that love with others. You will find your community. After that day, Cupid left their quiver of arrows at home. I think they're done pulling pranks for a while. But if you ever need them, I'm sure they'd be happy to help you wish your community a happy Valentine's Day. That was Cupid's Big Prank, written and produced by Megan Bagala, performed and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. And grown-ups, don't forget you can get access to ad-free episodes of the Girl Tales podcast, as well as a range of other shows for the kids in your life by subscribing to Star Glow Plus on Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me? Well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. The Anna Princess.